When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. That was the absolute worst. And the <laughs> best at the same time. Yeah, the best. You are diabolical and brilliant. You, you have an evil mind. For those who haven't been following the Orange Saga on our Instagram, uh, we have a fridge in our studio and I put an orange in it so there was anything of sustenance besides what would go in a coffee. And Kat didn't like that orange being in there for the two months that I left it. So she tried to give it back to me. And I, as I was walking out of the building one day before her, left it on her windshield. Because I kept leaving it on your chair or your or your computer and telling you, eat your damn orange, Scott. Eat your damn orange, Scott. And I got sick of that. That was last week. She's been hanging on to this orange since then. And this morning, our receptionist came in. Hey, Scott, got a package for you. I looked at the box. It's from Tokyo Smoke. I thought, fucking right. They're about to send me weed. The alcohol companies send me booze all the time. It's about time one of the pot shops sent me some, some drugs. That's exactly what I knew you'd think. So I opened it up all excited. Ooh, is it going to be pre-rolled? Is it just like loose? What's going on? I can't wait to find out. It was the orange with a post-it note that said, eat your damn orange. Video is available for 24 hours on our Instagram at cat on air. Cat with a K at Scott Fox on air. Welcome to After 9, everybody. There are so many things to cover here. And I want to start off with this. Jenna Hager-Bush mm. talked about this as... In her role as a correspondent for, I think it's the Today Show she's on. Yeah. She says, it's time to take parallel parking off the driver test. Controversial. Can I tell you, I never really thought of it until she mentioned it, but I can think of a lot of good reasons to take it off the test, and I can't think of any bad ones, but you think it should remain on the test. Well, it's not that I think specifically parallel parking is a must and everyone's got to do it and everyone will do it. That's not it. It's just that why are we taking skills off of the test. I see so many shitty, shitty drivers as it is. If we just get rid of all of these skills off of the test when they first start learning how to drive, they'll never learn how to do it. There's people who did have it on their test and still don't know what they're doing. So at least trying to keep it on makes a little more sense to me. I just want to caution you because you sound very close to saying those people are bad drivers. <laughs> those people. Who are you talking about? Just generally bad oh, drivers? Oh, There's drivers everywhere that are horrendous. Are you kidding me? No, I don't discriminate on that. It doesn't matter where you come from. I've seen him young. I've seen him old. I've seen him distracted. White, black, you name it. There, There's a shit ton of bad drivers out there. Are you singling out white and black bad drivers? <laughs> yes, sir. You yes, black guys I don't know am. how to drive. That's your problem. Okay, come on now. No, nah, but, that's not no, what she said. Seriously, no, it's a, it's absolutely, it's, a, it's horrible. Like, it's horrible now. So okay. just to me, taking skills away, that's all I'm, that's all my, that's where I stand here. Now, that said, I do want to put an asterisk on it that I don't think that if you, if you were a fantastic driver during your, here, it'd be a G2 licensing, right? When you're going through for the test, if you 
kind of feel that one and you're kind of on an angle and, oh, no, I just didn't make it in time. I don't think that's like, you've done everything else great, but you failed this, so you failed the whole thing. That's not what I'm saying. But let's learn the skill. Let's figure out what it's like. Uh, Let's learn space, you know, like what it's like in a car to try to maneuver your car because that is good to know. There is very, very, very few scenarios where you absolutely must parallel park. I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest it's one of those things that you will probably encounter, but not mandatory. Uh, just last weekend, I was in beautiful downtown Barrie. It is in the summer. It's gorgeous in the summer. Yeah. I was right on the water. It's gorgeous in the summer. Dunlop Street, I think it was. I don't remember where I was. In any case, I was down there and there was a spot right in front of the building that I was going to. And I took it. I parallel parked my big extended truck. Wow, good for you. Right downtown. Great. And it's weird because I distinctly remember when I was 16 years old taking driver's ed. They taught us how to parallel park and they taught us this neat trick. Like, okay, so you pull up to the car that you want to park behind. And when your mirror is lined up with their mirror, you start backing up and you crank the wheel to the right Mm -hmm. about uh, two thirds of a turn. And then when your mirror, your passenger mirror is covering up their license plate, that's when you start going the other way and you're going to do like a one and a third counterclockwise turn. And that works so well in the car they taught me on. Doesn't work in my truck, doesn't work in in any other vehicle I've ever tried it in, but it did work in the little Chrysler LeBaron or whatever it was that I took my driver's ed in. In any case, I think parallel parking is optional. And I think that there are a lot of drivers on the road who are probably otherwise good drivers who happen to not be able to master that skill. And it's mainly women, let's be honest, that can't parallel park. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you say that? It's mainly women that can't parallel park. It's women and Asian people that can't parallel park. (laughs) At Scott Fox on air, (laughs) on Twitter, and you can find him on Instagram. His address is... Well, there goes my bid for higher office. No, I'm kidding. I'm just being a dick. But uh, that is a stereotype that exists, though. Let's be honest. That is a stereotype that exists. Oh, the, the, that Asians can't drive is a stereotype that still exists today. Absolutely. You haven't heard the one that women can't parallel park? No, I actually haven't. Oh, yeah, I hear that one. Mainly from men, Probably, though, I was just going to say, because I wouldn't be part of, when would I be a part of that conversation? <laughs> I'm a feminist. I don't subscribe to those theories. <laughs> In any case, I just don't know that you need to be tested on it. Am I saying they should take it right out of the driver's ed curriculum? Absolutely not. They should teach you everything they possibly can when you're taking driver's ed. And let's be honest, you pay a lot of money to mm. take driver's ed. So they should be teaching you all those things. I agree. I just don't know that... If you fail it on the driver's exam, it's make or break. Or I don't even know that they should bother testing you for it on the driver's exam because what's the point? Yeah, maybe you might have to parallel park. If you're downtown in a city, you may have to parallel park. But there's also lots around. That isn't the only place you have to park. I had a choice on Saturday. I could parallel park right out front or I could drive, according to Waze, an extra 450 meters and use a green pea. I opted to take the space right out in front because I'm confident in my ability to parallel park. Some people aren't. One thing I think we can all agree on, though, is roundabouts are not going anywhere. And there's a lot of people on the roads that never learned how to drive in a roundabout. 
Roundabout people. Uh, we've talked about roundabouts before. It boils my blood, though. I, I hate even going there. People are so dumb. It's easy. It's not hard. Not only is the road, is there signs and arrows painted right on the fucking road. So let's say, oh, you can't see that well. Well, look up or look beside you. There's fucking signs and arrows. It's all one language arrows. It doesn't fucking matter where you come from or who you are. Arrows are arrows. Stick to that fucking lane and everything will be fine. And don't change lanes in between and watch for pedestrians. It is simple. People are stupid. But people don't know when to enter the roundabout and how to get over. When someone's not coming toward you. Okay. It's not hard. But it seems like in some cases there's an endless stream of cars coming. And you just have to wait for your moment and then pull into the roundabout. That's exactly it. A lot of people don't understand that. They think it's a roundabout. There's no light, so you're meant to keep going. It's just they get confused when they stop. And if that's they somehow- the European way too, by the way, the European way is just barge your way in. Oh, you yeah. just go, 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 go. Uh, try doing it in in the UK on the it's wrong horrible. side of the road. It's horrible. It doesn't even feel natural. But anyway. There's a lot of people who don't understand how to use roundabouts, and that is something that maybe we should be testing people on because it's much more likely as time goes on you'll encounter a roundabout then you'll encounter a situation where you absolutely have no other choice but to parallel park. I think and I pray that they are teaching that. Anyone who's uh, maybe your your kids had their uh, G2 license done recently or you're getting your G2 license, let us know. But I'm pretty certain they do that. Um, just on the note about cars real quick, the truck, you ran out of gas on your oh. way home yesterday? Yeah. What in the holy How have, and Is that your first time ever r- running out of gas? Yeah. In fact, it took me a second. It took my head a second to process what was actually happening because I thought, what, what is my truck broken or what's going on? I was on the 401 eastbound and I was approaching Guelph Line. And I know my truck. Like, I feel like we understand each other on another level. It I knows know me what and that I know mean. it. I know what you mean by that. I've been there too. And I know that in my truck, so there's the empty line. And then right below the empty line, there's a big empty circle. And usually I can go right down to about two thirds of the way through the circle before I'm out of gas. In this particular case, it got to the line, light came on, boom, I started slowing down. And it's weird because I was giving it gas and it just wasn't going any faster. I was just coasting really at that point. So I did everything I could to get it off the road. And I was right at that Guelph line exit. Thank and goodness you were by an exit because that totally. would have sucked. There is a Petro Canada on the north side, Guelph line, yep. just north of the 401. And I thought, oh, maybe I can get there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Exited and I made it as far as the end of the off ramp. And that's where she stopped. Done. And here's my problem with it is my fault. I should have put gas in. I could have gotten off at six, but I waited till Guelph line. You could have done. There's a gas station right behind us. I know. I know. Well, this town is surrounded by Canadian tire gas stations for some reason. There's a Petro right here. I wanted an Esso, to be perfectly oh, honest with you. you wanted an Esso, yeah. Because you get optimum points when you fill up at Esso. Mm. So, that was my plan. In any case, I ran out of gas, and I was right in the middle so that people could pass me on the right if they were turning right, or they could pass me on the left if they needed to go left. Right in the middle, lots of room. If I was going to stop, that was the place to do it. One person out of 15 Stopped and asked if I needed a hand. That was nice. If you are that person, thank you. I'd say one stopped, probably five or six just kept going. Every one of the rest of them honked at me. I'm at the end of an off ramp and I've got my four ways on. What the fuck did you think I was doing? (laughs) You think I was just fucking around? That seems like a good place to pull over and send a text. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. 
What did you think was going on? Obviously, I can't go or I would go. You saw the hazard lights on. What is your problem? Why did you need to honk other than to be a dick? Are you going to keep jerry cans of uh, gasoline in your car from now on, or are you just going to be able to fill up in time? Well, I mean, I have two choices. I can go and buy a jerry can and fill it with gas and put up with the fumes in my truck all the time, or I can just continue to annually renew my CIA membership. <laughs> they are quick. They are good, CIA. Oh, yeah, they're great. I mean, great. it's a great membership. It's a great service. Well, here's the thing. I got real lucky because I was on the phone with CAA, and as it turns out, the gas station that I needed to get to, there was a CAA truck right there at the gas station. They like to, the tow trucks like to hang out around the uh, mm-hmm. exits. Mm-hmm. So he was there before I hung up the call with CAA. I had no sooner got the text message from CAA to say, we're on our way. If you're in an unsafe situation, call the OPP and they'll wait with you. Stay in your car when the truck pulled up. So he towed me to the gas station rather than put the gas in my car because he didn't have any extra gas on him either. But when you have CAA Plus, they'll give you $8 worth of free gas. I have CAA Plus. He didn't have gas on him. So when he got me to the gas station, he put the first eight bucks in for me. That's great. I thought it was really Oh, that is rude. I've done stupid shit. I haven't run out of gas before, but I've done stupid shit. And and this is the weirdest thing that ever happened, I think. I was in college, and I was doing a project, and there was a group of four of us, and I was driving. I locked my keys in my car. Oh, shit. And this is before, you know, you most people now, you know, if your keys are in there, you can open the door. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it works. Well, not the case. But you know what I was parked outside of? What? A CAA travel. Stop. The CAA travel location happened to have a bunch of CAA cars. That was kind of their hub for the CAA drivers. So a friend of mine was like, oh, my parents have CAA. Let me just pull this card out. So it was as easy as we went up to the door, told them the situation. She filled out a form, got my keys out of my car. That was it. I got real lucky. You certainly did. That's fantastic. What are the odds of that? I can't even calculate them, Kat. Weird. Um, Oh, listen, the government is out with another reminder. They're asking us all to please stay calm. Don't panic. And just take regular everyday precautions. They're saying there's no need to start stockpiling on toilet paper and groceries. (laughs) And you think I'm going to do a COVID-19 story, but I'm not. You're not? An asteroid the size of Mount Everest is heading towards Earth next month. Oh, fuck. Scientists say it's not, quote unquote, projected to hit the Earth. If you want to look it up, it's called 52768. 1998 OR2. It's about two and a half miles wide. And it's going to pass less than four million miles from Earth. That's generally really close. It's moving at 20,000 miles per hour. NASA first discovered this asteroid in 1998. They say this is an asteroid like you see in the movies. Like in Deep Impact or in Armageddon. This is an event... That could wipe out the earth. This is the kind of asteroid that likely destroyed the dinosaurs. The flyby is going to happen on Wednesday, April 29th at 4.56 a.m. Okay. You know what's amazing to me is that they can calculate exactly when the earth and the asteroid are going to be in alignment. To the minute. To the, yeah, it's pretty impressive. But they can't be 100% sure it's not going to hit us. 
th- th- that's their job. That's their job is to calculate. I mean, I hope they're correct. And if they're not, well, they're not going to be around and we're not going to be around to give them shit for it. So, hey, meh. I fuck up at work every day. I'd love to think that these guys checked, double checked and triple checked the math before they said, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Just stop stockpiling up on masks and wash your hands and the asteroid is just going to blow on by us. You keep worrying about the coronavirus. Don't. <laughs> na- ain't nothing to see here. You ever wonder if maybe they uh, they put out stuff like coronavirus just to distract <laughs> us from the fact that we're going to get wiped out on April the 29th at 4.56 yeah. a.m.? Yeah, likely. Yeah. Holy uh-huh. shit, guys. Um, do we? Where's the Space Force? Can they do anything about this? I don't ask Trump, man. It's still a little close for my liking. Even if it does just zip by, is this like when you're on the side of the road and a transport truck goes by and you feel you, that? You feel the wind gust? Yeah. Is this going to like affect the tides or what's going on? <laughs> what's going you're on? You're really freaking out. I hear these stories way too often, and I'm into that sort of thing. I do read the NASA website and the predictions from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and stuff like that. And shit like this freaks me out. But anyway, it was nice knowing you, everybody. (laughs) This will be the last podcast. (laughs) Lying on your resume. That's a time-honored tradition, right? You might get caught. Maybe they'll fire you after the fact if they hired you on false pretenses. Unless you can come up with a genius marketing scheme to save the company. Unless that only happens in the movies, which is also possible. A new survey found more than two-thirds of people swear they've never lied on their resume. Really? Mm. I'm sure there's some truly, perfectly honest people out there. Maybe you just have all the right credentials that you don't need to lie on your resume. Or maybe you're an unqualified fuck like me who has to dress it up a little bit to make (laughs) yourself more appealing. We're like, what's a resume? We don't even have enough to make one of those things. 15% of people say they have lied on a resume. Uh Uh-huh. 16% say they've bent the truth. Right. Okay, so bent the truth. So I'm thinking about, like, maybe you had a job in between two major jobs. Because this may be the case for me, for example, where it's like, ugh, it doesn't really count. I didn't get fired from it, so it's not like I'm hiding anything, really. But it doesn't really matter for this particular job. So I'm just going to say that I worked at this particular place a month longer than I did. And I worked at this particular place a little bit earlier than I did. Is that maybe under that category? It could be under that category. Maybe you did graduate, but no, you did not graduate with honors. Ah, that's a possibility. That's a bad lie, though. Saying that you graduated with honors, I mean, that puts you up at the top of the pile, and you know that. Maybe that master's degree that you have on your resume is actually just a BA. Maybe. <gasps> that's a bad lie, though. You sure. can't do that. Sure. Maybe you weren't really the general manager at that business. Maybe you were just a temp. Yep, that I could see. That I could see is like an assistant manager, but... How are they going to know? I'm going to be a manager on this resume. Maybe in between being the CEO at Amazon and being the CEO at Microsoft, you were bagging groceries at Food Basics. Maybe you just left that little detail out. Exactly. Maybe you didn't leave on amicable terms and you just want to make it seem like you did. Oh, I didn't get fired for sexual harassment. What are you talking about? That's why they have the I ref- quit. That's why they have references, though, right? I mean, you still got to check in depending on the job. I wonder how many people actually do check in on references, but I've been a reference for people before. 
Scott, I've never got a phone call. No. And it's like four or five people in the last four or five years, let's say. I have asked me to be a reference. I've never received a phone call. I consider it quite the honor if somebody asks me, me to too. be a reference. That's great. I will. One of the kids that I used to coach just the other day texted me and said, Hey, Scott, wondering if I can use you as a reference for a summer job I'm applying for. Absolutely. I want to have that conversation and tell them all the great things about how responsible you are and your work ethic and how well behaved you were when we did that trip out to Calgary. All those things. I know they're not going to call me. They're not going to fucking call Why me. They never they? do. They never get a call. I'd like to get a call. People between 23 and 39 are most likely to have lied on their resume. So millennials, men, 6% more likely to lie than women. And of the people who have lied or bent the truth, 79% say they never got caught. 14% were caught, but nothing happened to them. Only 7% of the people who lied on their resume and got caught faced any consequences at all. Mm. You know what that sounds like to me? A challenge. Okay. <laughs> let's, I'm going to dress up oh, my resume really? today. That sounds like not a bad idea. Oh, I bet you people do that all the time, Scott. I bet you people do it all the time. Was I really doing overnights or was I really the program director? <laughs> Who knows? And since nobody's checking anyway. Apparently not. Oh, boy. I would love to. If anyone has a story, you guys can DM us on Instagram or something because I love hearing those kind of stories. It baffles me the amount of things that people get away with. Or maybe you caught someone in a lie. That's fun, too. You are a um, compulsive shopper when you've been into the wine, the vino. I'm the worst. I'm admit, I am admittedly the worst. My, I usually put my phone away because it's bad. My favorite story is when Kat started giving away all kinds of Yankee candles because she got loaded one night and ordered a whole fucking case of Yankee candles. Do you know how expensive Yankee candles are? Yeah. I think I'm still paying for that. It was not a cheap purchase. What about if you have to order food? Oh, my God, I'm hungry now that I drank that bottle of JD. Let's order some food. Yeah. An apparently inebriated man recently made headlines for ordering Domino's or rather ordering a whole lot of Domino's According to his girlfriend, it was a drunken misunderstanding that led him to send a massive amount of chicken to their house. He wanted pizza and wings. He ended up ordering no pizza, but 200 chicken wings to his house. <laughs> why do you let why did you let him order that? See, that's someone who needs a rule like me. Just take the phone. When, two glasses after two glasses. Phone goes bye bye. You got to lock it up. I have to lock it up. And hide the key. Yeah, yeah. You've got to remind sober cat before you start drinking where the key's going to be and then let drunk cat put it there. Do you, Are you a drunk purchaser? You're skip the dishes guy. Are you more likely to do like a skip the dishes order? So I'm worse when I've been on the cannabis. Drunk Scott doesn't oh. eat anything. High Scott eats everything. Interesting. That's when I'm like, really? yeah, shawarma sounds good. And so does a shawarma salad, and so does some falafel, and so does, and then just fucking half the menu shows up. I'm the other way around. I get snacky snacky when I'm drinking, but on the weed, I'm all good. Well, I'm happy to hear that you've got it under control because I have absolutely. I want to see high, high Scott. Zero willpower. I want to see high Scott. I've never seen you high before. Are you, what are you like? Exactly like I am right now. You sure? I'm very high at the moment. (laughs) It's amazing.
amazing we still have this podcast. You know? Oh, fuck. Sooner or later, they'll take it away. Oh, and really, we're just shit. treading if water. The, if it's not the fucking asteroid, it's going to be the boss. So, you know, I. <laughs> Either the asteroid's going to come, or we're going to get fucking shit canned. One or the other. Either way, this is not going to happen by the end of the year. Uh, 160,000 listeners. Sure, piss them away. Who gives a shit? <laughs> we don't need that. Finally. For those who are relatively new listeners to the podcast, you probably listen and think, holy shit, Kat Callahan has got it together. There's a girl who has got life figured out. Mm. She knows what she's doing. She's got a plan. There's probably nothing that this girl isn't good at. And while I tend to agree with you, you're right. Fucking rock star right over here. There is something she can't do. Mm-hmm. P standing up. Yep. And grow anything cat has two thumbs and neither of them are green no absolutely atrocious with things that will start as a seed and eventually turn into something that you can look at or eat she cannot grow a plant i cannot grow a plant i hire i i i just you know what I leave it to the professionals. I, I do. And the last time I got my garden done, I called in a great team of people, and the woman went over the garden with me and said, okay, what would you like here? I'm seeing peony, and I'm seeing a, a light brushel of tree grass right here. Throw some honeysuckle in there. I, I have no fucking idea what she's talking about, Scott. I, I was like, can, I, can you just Google me the photo? Can you just, what are those called? I'll write them down, and I'll Google image them, and I don't care. As long as they're pretty and good, everything's fine. Do I have to water them? She's like, no, I'll make sure that they're relatively, you know, low maintenance. Have you considered a sprinkler system? Like, fuck no, Judy. I'm not putting in a sprinkler system. Just make it so that these don't die and I don't have to do anything. That's it. You're like a look, don't want to touch girl. Yeah. You'd be perfect at a strip club. I just want to look. Don't want to touch. I'm perfectly fine here. You're good. You're good. Just hand me my drink. Okay. I can kind of see how this would happen. This is insane, though. You can see this story right now and read the actual Facebook post on our Facebook, the Scott and Cat page, or just go to scottandcat.ca. Her name is Kaylee Wilkes, and she's from California. She just posted the story on Facebook about her quote-unquote perfect plant. She had a succulent. Those seem very trendy right now, very by the way. Very in right now, succulents, yeah. It was by her kitchen window, and she's had this for two years. Beautiful plant. She loved it. And given that she'd never really grown anything before, the fact that she was able to take this plant and keep it alive through a very regimented system of watering and light and all that sort of thing, rotating it. Cleaning the leaves. She cleaned the leaves and everything. Like She babied this plant, and it was thriving. It looked like a perfect succulent, like like a picture. She did so well. Well, Kaylee, and I'm glad that she can admit it, and she she's making fun of herself by telling the story on Facebook, but even though she feels like a bit of a schmuck, she finally decided, I've done so well with this plant. Maybe the reason it's not growing as much as I want it to is I need to put it in a bigger pot. So she went to transport her succulent to a bigger pot. That's when she noticed the styrofoam at the bottom of the current pot. She thought, well, fuck, that's weird. Why is there styrofoam? It's not nearly as much soil as I thought there would be either. This is really, really weird. I fucking love this story. Then she read the pot. 
it wasn't even real. <laughs> She'd been watering a fake <laughs> plant for two she years. Was watering plastic. Like, you've got to be kidding me. That is great. Two years <laughs> she was watering a fake plant. She says, I put so much love into the plant. I washed its leaves. I tried my hardest to keep it looking its best. And then I found out it's completely plastic. How did I not know this? <laughs> Kaylee? Kaylee, you're my kind of girl. While some people are going to hear that story and think, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't blame you, Kaylee. I really don't. I feel like this could have happened to anybody who also doesn't know what they're doing in the garden. That's true. Anybody could have made that mistake. And should you face all the ridicule that's coming your way? I don't think so, Kaylee. You, I'm glad you didn't open up a greenhouse or anything. <laughs> she was watering plastic for two fucking years. <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, washing its leaves. Oh, shit. That's great. Hang in there, Kaylee. Uh, it can only get better from here. <laughs> and as far as taking care of a plastic plant is concerned, you, my friend, are top, an all-star. Top-notch. Top an all-star. You know what? I got some plastic shit at home. I might hire Kaylee to come wash it for me. You know, if that was a thing, I feel like you could ask Kaylee to do that for you. Uh, that's good. I really, really do. Uh, okay, we got about a minute and a half left here. Let's do one more. According to a study, men can actually smell when a woman is turned on. Here's how they did it. Researchers at the University of Kent had women work up a sweat on a small exercise bike. And they had them watching sexy stuff and then some unsexy stuff. So sexy was Channing Tatum. In Magic Mike. Oh, Magic Mike is a good movie, too. Yeah. They had them read certain excerpts from Fifty Shades of Grey. They had them look at photos of people literally having sex. They were turned on. Then they went and scrubbed a little bit of that sweat off of them. Like maybe they took like a, a cloth or a towel and rubbed it in their pits or between <laughs> their legs or something like that. And that was specimen one. Uh-huh. Then... They had him work up a sweat again. But this time, look at some unsexy things. Things like videos of bridges being built. Watching videos of unattractive people dancing. Reading stories about knitting. And then they did another cloth or towel swab under their arms or between their legs. That specimen too. Enter the guys. They had the guys go through and smell the cloth. Smell the towel. Mm. Who's fucking signing up for sniffing towels? They say men pretty much always preferred the sweat from the women who were turned on. Huh. Which means, Kat, we can tell when you're turned on. There's no way to hide it unless you want to go on cold dates from now on. <laughs> if you don't want him to know that you're actually turned on... Don't let him sniff your armpits. Don't let him do it. Actually, I can't even think of a scenario where I would want to sniff your armpits, to be honest with you. <laughs> where, when is this going to be a normal activity? Yeah, I've, I've got a perfectly good girlfriend, and I've never once thought, wonder what her pits smell like. You've never given it a whiff. <laughs> never once thought, you know what? Let's do something different. Lift up your arms. <laughs> let me get a little sn- you know sniff what? in there. Put your hands up in the air. Put your hands up in the air. <laughs> Yeah, mm, yeah. Smells like sex is going to happen. This goes back to like 
Smells like you just got fucking, you know, thinking about Channing Tatum. You got real horny. I smell it. It's like goes back to like pheromones and shit like that, right? Yeah, Is it's that all what this pheromones. goes back to? We're still very, very primally attracted to our mates. You know their smell, you trust their smell, you recognize their smell, and this is part of it. Now, guys, when she's turned on, you can smell it. And the next time you want to fuck around or something like that, look at her and go, smells like you want to get it on. Smells like you horny as fuck, girl. (laughs) Girl, you smell like fucking. I can't pull off that that you talk. Smell I just can't. Like fucking, he says. <laughs> you smell like fucking tonight. How is that not a country song? But yet, <laughs> and that's that. You when- smell like fucking tonight. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> you smell like fucking tonight. Isn't that the old KFC commercial? If you like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight, except it's fucking. Feels like fucking tonight. Fucking tonight. <laughs> Feels like the fucking tonight. Feels like the fucking tonight. Smells like the fucking tonight. You guys go ahead and put that to any oh. 80s rock song you want. <laughs> any one of them Who will work. Who fucking tonight? Who fucking tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also works for 2000s hip hop. Anything you want. I got a hundred on the bill. Put your hands up. Oh, that smells like fucking. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're crazy for downloading this. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> we'll catch you again soon.